Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining the All-Star Networking Show here at the Midtown Global Market. Alongside me is the trustee, Matt Tell, the executive director of the Friends of the Midtown Global Market. You can find them online.org. Matt is still sporting the headphones with the pink duct tape on them. Matt, I swear by the end of the new year or maybe for the holidays, I'll get you some new headphones. But joining us today is my good friend, Lori Spies from Office Center. Lori, I will let you introduce yourself. And she has brought along a guest today, too, Natalie, who will also introduce herself. So this is our first three-person show. I'm super excited about that. Lori, take it away. That's right, Kathy. Three strong women is always better than two, right? That's good. So, yeah, my name is Lori Spies. My company is Office Centers in uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul. We have seven locations in the Twin City area, and it's co-working, collaborative workspaces. Right now, we are probably the biggest co-working business in the in the Twin Cities area. Are We have over 1,600 members who use us on a monthly basis. It's something I'm really proud of. And it's only really taken me 41 years to build that. So if people are working at home and would like to have a place to do some heads down work, to meet some great community members, to do some networking, try to look at office centers. And if you tell them you heard me on this podcast, we will give you a free day pass to just come and see if you like us. Seven Twin Cities locations. If you get a membership in one of our locations, you're a member at all seven that's how I met Kathy. But you also though have virtual members because well, those are the virtual members yeah. and the members together. Um, so they what don't members, have to live in Minnesota. No, they don't have to live in Minnesota if they want a mailing address here or something like that. But it's the members who come in every day. Those are the ones that are really going to help you build your community and your network. I'm really was lucky enough to meet Kathy over ten years ago. And when she came in and we did some work together, she did a little bit coaching so that I could reach beyond the probably 60 virtual members I had at that time. Yes. And now, Kathy, 10 years later, 1,600, I have you to thank for that. Natalie is somebody that is an, another one of our members, but we met, I was working for a nonprofit that it, Natalie was the director of. So I'm going to let her tell you about our connection and what she's done because she needs a long time to tell us yes. her background. All right, my good afternoon, evening, or morning, whenever you're listening to this. My name is Natalie Johnson Lee. Um, my uh, business is Sisters Empower 365. I run a coaching and consulting business. I, co- I, I work with um, leaders in nonprofits, for-profits, as well as um, emerging entrepreneurs and helping them figure out what their next is, you know, and also helping them establish what their current is and how and how to kind of make sure they secure what they have as they pursue what they want. Uh, and that's what I do. I met Lori, um, I used to work for um, uh, Girls in Action. I was a, uh, a lead a, a director, a, a trainer, a mentor, a, you know, every, whatever it took to make the girls do what they needed to do and help them get where they need to get, that's what I was. Anyway, so I met Lori there. And since then, we have just uh, created a phenomenal relationship. I then 
moved into one of her virtual offices. And so I, and, and let me tell you, I utilize all of her locations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, I can be somewhere and be like, oh yeah. Uh, I meet somebody, I said, where do you live? And, it, and that's the beautiful part about it is because I can ask people where they live and I can meet them in an office where they live, you know what I'm saying? Or, or near them. So they don't have to, many times they don't have to come out of their comfort zone. I can be saying, oh yeah, you know, I have an office not too far from you. So let's meet there. So um, it's been a great relationship and it continues to be a great relationship. And I'm excited to be here with you today and just talk yes. about um, what it means to network and do great things for people and with Excellent. people. Natalie, I'm super excited to have you here. And Lori, it was such a great idea because as the show expands and evolves, I love a good conversation about um, connections and, and networking and taking those relationships deeper. Um, I just got to go back to the market that you were here for the ribbon cutting. You said you were a city official, so oh, I, I need I to know a city. little bit of your back. I was on, a, background. I was on a city council in Minneapolis. I represented the uh, fifth ward. Great. Yeah, so I was I was over north, but I you know we get, we would come and I had supported this um, some of the funding for this on the council, and so we came here to cut the ribbon and do all that exciting stuff. Great. Yeah. So well, you're the first guest that I've had that was at the opening of yes. that. So that's awesome. I've had other guests who worked here when it was Sears, yep. so they remember it when it was Sears and that. But yeah, no. I remember it when it was Sears too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love the the love the location. So we're going to talk about networking and building relationships. You know, most people, 72% of the people don't like the word networking. Um, so I always think about it as how do we build relationships when you were starting your business or just in your professional career? Have you thought about it as a network or relationships or what's your big picture take on? You know, I, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, terminology has its ebbs and flows. So now, um, I think when, when, when I was younger, networking was, that, that was the word that was used. And networking is just a, another word for relationships, building connections, um, supporting those connections, and, um, and, you know, and making sure those connections are reciprocal. And it's interesting that you say people don't like the word network. I have not heard that, but maybe it, you know, I have not heard that. So have, that's interesting. Have you heard that, Lori? Or? I think there's a lot of people who say, in, especially in our office center community, where they say, I don't network. And I think about back probably 40 years ago when I first started out in my business, people used to say to me, um, when I used to go around the office, I would say, what do you like about being here? I love your staff. I love that my next door neighbor, he's an attorney and I referred this and that. And I, I would think about what happened organically in that uh, workspace. And I think that a lot of times we don't even know we're networking when we're just running into somebody in the hall and they ask us what we want to do. I mean, we have been doing it since... Um, you know, the invention of officing and working together. So there were a lot of people in my business that used to say, um, oh, we don't have networking or we don't do networking. And I'm like, do you have a coffee pot? Do you have a water cooler within your location? Guess what? You're networking, your clients are networking, your members are networking, and they don't even know they're doing it. So my thought was always like, what if I got to be a little bit more intentional about networking? Remember, I would say, what if we put donuts at the coffee machine on Wednesday and we say, come in, have coffee and a donut and meet your neighbors. All of a sudden, we're networking and nobody even knows it. So kind of a lot with, with us, we sneak it in under the radar so that anybody has a 
bad vibe against the word networking, sometimes we make them get together, meet, and food is always a good one. Food brings them in. Right. And they're networking, and they don't even know it. Well, and, and Natalie, you and Matt just networked at the beginning before we started the show yes. where, where you said, do you know NDC? I forget who brought up Renee's name. I did. You did. Yes. Yeah. So that's the connecting. But it's so you have, have you always liked building relationships? Oh, yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so being an only child, you, you've got to learn how to build relationships because it's just you. You got to learn how to connect, and uh, and there's a there's um for me there was not never a fear. I would, I would walk up to strangers. I talk. I talk to anybody. I'll just talk to. I don't. I don't. You know. Say people say I, I've never met a stranger. I'll just start a conversation. I don't have to know you. I don't need to know you. And through that, through doing that, not strangers, friends we haven't met yet. Yes, friends we haven't friends met you yet. Haven't met yet. Yes, friends we haven't met yet. Um, you know, and I was on a I was on a business call yesterday, and they were looking for someone. Um, in marketing and we had given a referral uh, and that particular company could not take up the referral so in another organization that I'm part of um, Fearless Commerce I called up them and I said hey I need four or five uh, people in your network that can do marketing so that I can refer them um, for this contract that is it's a short term and I gave her the, the kind of the gist and within 15 minutes, I had six names. I took those six names. I forwarded them to um, the, other, the other group that I was working with. And then I went back and sent all those names. You're going to be receiving an email from this particular group. It came from me, but they know me from a whole other venue. I got your name from XYZ. So, it, you know, so I, you, I make sure that I complete the circle so when people see what's happening... They're not like, well, who is this email? I don't know these people. They say, oh, no, this is the email that I'm supposed to be expecting. So I, I made sure the circle was, was, was all, we closed the circle up. And, and, but it's just from, if had I not known that name, I couldn't have gotten those six names. And I, then I couldn't have created those opportunities for one of those six people or two or more right. to get that business. So, yeah. And then who knows what that business will lead to in other businesses when people said, hey, I remember getting these six names. Maybe one of these people will work. You know, that's 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 another way that you do that. That's great. I mean, at the beginning, you said reciprocal, but this is this is more you're the initiator. You're the yes. hub yes. of connecting people. So that example of knowing there's somebody that could do this business out right, there right. and passing that along. Is that a skill you've always had? Well, you know what? I, I think it's, I believe it's a skill I developed uh, or it was something that I did that I didn't know I developed it. Cause I, I, I was like that even when I was in, in, in elementary school and stuff like that, I always be like, okay, we know, let's say we got outside when we were little kids, we're going to play yeah. kickball. And they were like, well, who has the ball? And I'm like, well, Jonathan has a ball, but he's not in town. So let's just go ask his mom if we can borrow the ball. So, and then wait a minute. But, but, but Karen, in your mom, friends with Jonathan's mom, you go ask your mom to ask Jonathan's mom so we can get the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I was like, I was always kind of putting and weaving <laughs> yes. stuff together to, to create Solving opportunities. Problems. Exactly. Solving problems. Solving problems, Natalie. You're awesome. You're awesome with that. Okay, Lori, I can see you have something you want to say on that, on the networking, the connections. No, I just think that when you sit with women and we have similar types of backgrounds in how we connect people, the same thing with people who come into our 
um, office center locations, whether they're members or not, we invite everybody to come in to find a group that you feel comfortable with, to go out and really talk to people about your business and see what you can do to help. Because I think networking is more about giving information and helping people get to the next spot and then you kind of get it. Um, It's one of those, if you give it, it comes back to you tenfold. That has been my experience always. Mm -hmm. One of the things I tell my members when they sign up with us, and like I said, over 1,500 businesses and over 1,600 individual members, um, we always talk about if we have something to purchase, whether that's goods or services, to try to find someone in our community who can um, satisfy that need. And I think that that sales, bringing sales back helps everybody raise the bar. And one of the biggest things I think when we do our uh, member surveys is people who say, I've increased my business by X amount since I've been here. That's great. And I start, it starts with me. We buy our phone services. We buy our insurance. We buy everything that I buy is one of my members. That's great. And I think that they're more apt to do that too when we lead by example. Well, I think maybe, that everybody has that. everybody has something to give. When if you want to talk about your business and only about your business, but if you help come at it from a solution based, like Natalie was saying with solutions, that there are so many things that you can bring when people hear that you're a coach or when people hear that you're in insurance or whatever product it is, they will start to ask you questions. And it might not be that person that you're talking to who becomes your new client or or brings income to you. But they will say to the next person who talks about that subject, I met somebody who can help you. People love to do business with people they know. There are two things that are top of mind, if you don't mind, because when I'm networking, one of the things or building a relationship, I want to get to know someone. Sometimes I look for common ground. First, I might talk about business, but then I also want to get to know them as a person. Both of you, there were things that I was thinking we wanted to cover kind of outside of your work life. Like Natalie, you just mentioned you're doing a triathlon. Uh, You said it's a mini. (laughs) No, I'm doing the the sprint. There's a sprint, there's a mini, then there's a full on. Okay. So I'm doing doing the sprint, the the YWCA sprint. Uh, But the other thing that I want to say to you is many times when I am networking, I, I, I really like to get people's story. Uh, you know, I said, you know, I'll, you know, and when I, what I, one of the things I tell, ask people, one of the questions I ask people is tell me how you share your gifts, talents, and abilities with the world. I don't ask them about their job. I just say, tell me how you share your, and it's interesting because it throws people because they don't know what to, right. they don't know, they don't, you know, I've never been asked that question. And I said, then they'll start talking about my job. And I said, no, let's talk about your job later. Like, I know you have some gifts and some talents and abilities that far exceed your jobs. Tell me about those. We'll talk about your, your job later. Because I want to know, I want to know, I want to know the person. They don't just say, oh, I'm a coach. They exactly. say, oh, I help develop and bring out exactly. the best in people. Or- and, I'll, and I'll tell you where I got that from. I was mentoring a young woman and we were going to different places, i.e. networking places. And this is what happened. This was during a time when um, she was having a really hard time finding a job. And so she said, everybody keeps asking me what I do. And I feel like I don't do anything because I don't have a job. And it's really horrible to go to these places, even if it's just a social gathering, 
because people always want to know what I do and I don't have anything. And she, she couldn't find the value just in her life. And so I thought about that and I thought about how many times I've gone places where people just want to know what I do. They don't want to know who I am right. or they're, they've interviewed me. And it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm talking to you to see if you even qualify to be. They're vetting you exactly, versus getting to know you. Exactly. Yeah. And I knew and I, and I remembered how that felt. So I said, you know what? I'm going to change my approach to this. And so that's when mm-hmm. I came up with what is a different way to, to kind of get to know somebody without saying, what do you do? People many times will automatically tell you what they do anyway, but that's not what I want to know. I want to know who you are, you know, because you may be good at what you do, but I may not even like who you are, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. So, will you tell me at the end of the show whether whether I check the boxes or not? How will no, I know? I like you. I like you. Anyway, okay. so I so I came up with that with that with just asking people that, and it really sparks a whole different level of conversation. Yes. So the triathlon, though, I'm going to yes, ask about go back. that because I think there's some good analogies, probably to the triathlon, to building some relationships. Do you train with other people, no. or when do you? I actually... You do it on your own. Yeah, no, so I'll tell you what happened. So, again, here I am. Girlfriend calls me and she goes, hey, we're thinking about doing this triathlon. This was like three or four years ago before COVID. And I go, triathlon. I've been wanting to do a half a marathon. I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. And so we... Um, she lived in a whole different place, but we didn't train together, but we trained. And then we met up the day of... And she ended up hurting her shoulder. So she was originally going to do the sprint, which is the one I do. Um, but she went down to the mini. And so I, I stuck with the one I was going to do. She, she went, she kind of went down. So that was kind of left me out there on my own. So, well, not on my own. There was a whole bunch of women there. But, you know, as far as having a friend right. or, or somebody. But, you, yes, but yes. You, you got into it through the friend who said, yes, yes, do you want to yep, do this? So let's right. do this. So then, and so I've been doing it. So then I was so excited this year. And I, and I, and I signed up again. And then I called her. I said, did you sign up? And she goes, I just signed up too. So we didn't even, hadn't even talked to each other. So I do train on my own. I got late start training this year. And so I took another friend of mine with me to train. Now, she's not training. She's sitting on the sidelines. But she's my swim coach. And I don't know Good. how she's my swim coach because she's not in the water with me. But she, <laughs> but this is what she I had, I know a lot of people who can coach you. And they're well, not yeah. even involved in anything. And but so, they can coach yeah, you. And so she said, so she said, so I did my, my what I a little bit over the 500 meters. And she said, oh, I think you got two more in you, two more laps in you. So I'm like, so I do the two more laps. She said, I like that. You, I you, you did, got, nobody saw the eye roll. I saw yeah, the eye roll. That was a, that's the sign of a good coach. Yeah, Just nudge said, you a little yeah. bit more than you want to be that, She says, you look pretty strong. You look like you got some more in you. Give me two more. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to like not come anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so literally with her pushing me in a week, I started out at about 16 laps. And now I'm at a consistent 34, 32 laps in one week. I mean, in one week, she got me from. Oh, stop. No, I'm sorry. From exactly. the first, from the first day. So pushing me. So that was, that was a good thing too. Yeah. But it's interesting. And I love that you have the person on the sidelines. Like sometimes if you think of your network or your yes. relationships of who are cheering people yes. along, who's coaching you, who's that, you know. Lori, I don't know. I don't know what your analogy is. Uh, you know, not not the triathlon, but I keep thinking of you and your parents, your father who used to work at the lasagna. 
that, that since we're in state fair season, maybe speak to a little bit about like what you learned from your dad about building relationships because well, you're a phenomenal connector. You know, opposites do attract. And when Natalie and I became friends, triathlon and Lori Spies' name will never be used in the same sentence. <laughs> I can promise you that. But one of the things that I think that we remember that when we're growing up and you, we draw on those things that we loved as children. And one of the things that I'm going to tell you about is I am a huge reader. I love stories. I have loved stories even as a small child. I still read probably seven to ten books a week. I'm a very fast reader. I've always used to tell my cousins who were out on the ball, playing softball and everything, readers are leaders. So that's kind of how that happened. And my favorite part of my business is learning about the stories of people's business. So because I think that that is something that I incorporate into all of my networking is just learning about others and what they do and, and, and how they do it. And I'm still fascinated by stories. My dad was a great storyteller. He had businesses at the fair. He worked at the American Hoist and Derrick, an industrial blue-collar laborer type of a job. But he had so much creativity when it came to outside. He did taxidermy. He was a wood carver. We had food stands at the state fair. The one where Sweet Martha's Cookies is right now was my dad's grandstand diner back in the 50s and 60s. And so all kinds of different things. My dad always wanted to hustle to make a buck. And I think he raised a daughter who he, what I would say to him, I'd like to try this or that. He, you can do that. You go for that. And I think that those are the things that kind of drove me. I love to learn about people's stories. You're a great Still do. Still do. do. Well, you ask very good questions from when I first met you and then to all the office center members. You've taught me some very good business lessons. So, Natalie, how, how do you find time to maintain all these relationships that you have and everything that you do? And- First of all, I'm, I'm intentional about it, but it's also part of my of my DNA. It's how I live my life. I've made it, I've incorporated it into how I live my life. And because you are, if you are a, a connector, you know how to stay connected. So... There are some people that are literally on my schedule to call. Like I put them on my calendar, like follow up with such and such, call such and such, check in with such and such. And, and it may be a simple thing like, hey, I don't want anything. I'm just calling to check in with you. You doing okay? You need anything? Um, how's your business? How's the family? Blah, blah, blah. I just kind of, you know, because there's certain things that I remember about them. And they always laugh at me. They go, how do you remember all of this stuff about me? You know, not only do I know them, but I care. And, and I don't have to know you a long time to care and also... Uh, want to see your business grow and want to see you do well. The one thing I have learned, though, is I cannot want for you what you don't want for yourself. So with that, with those type of things, too, I also, some of those individuals who are not at that space yet, they, they're, shelf, they're shelf connectors. So what I do is, you know how sometimes you, so you know how put your things on the shelf and then every once in a while you go down and go, oh, am, am I ready to use that yet? Am I ready to connect with that yet? And so you check in with, is that, oh, no, nope, they're still need to be on the shelf. But when they're ready to come down, I'm ready to put them in the game. So, so I keep aware of them, but they may not necessarily be in prime oh time God, place. Because people have seasons in their lives too. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want to go on this one because I think the, the knowing people and caring about them uh-huh. is an interesting piece right. of... How do you either demonstrate that you care about people in your network or how do they know? Or how do you know they care about you? So don't you think it's easy to know when people don't care about you? It, it is. It's very evident. I think it's very evident. I, I think for me, it's when I remember, I think it's one listening. 
and then remembering or asking them about them. So one of the things that I'm really good at, especially in my coaching space, is I hold space for people. And I don't know, and I know some people do it, but I, I know that I do it ex- exceptionally well because people have told me that. So I'll just say I do exceptionally well. So you can tell me a dream, a vision, or something that you want to do. Once you tell me that dream or vision, I'm no longer talking to the, to the person that I'm looking at now. I'm talking to the person that's living in that vision. So whenever I talk to you, I'm talking to you from that space because I'm calling you up. Not calling you out, I'm calling you up. And so I ask you, so I'll ask you certain things. And when you start talking to me, I remind you, how is this lining up with blah, 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 blah. And sometimes people have forgotten and they're like, I may not have talked to you for years and I may see something. I'm like, oh, you know what? I remember she likes that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pick it up and I'll call you and be, hey, I was out and about. I thought about it. And people are like, what? You know, it makes them think, wow, she really listened to me. She heard me. And in a world right now, especially with everything being so techny and you know, all this other kind of stuff, and, and we, we, are, we are, quote, unquote, connecting and relating through more the phone. phones and yeah. all this other kind of stuff, that personal touch makes a big difference nowadays, that real, the real personal touch. And so I'll tell you what I'm not good at, but I, but I do it in a different way. But wait, I got to pause, but, though, but, just because I think that personal touch statement and the way you describe that it means everything yeah, yeah and 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 again Lori and i have known each other for years but when i walked in you know Lori is so wonderful and just said you know how are your parents exactly because she knows what's top of my mind exactly. right now right and so that sort of personal touch right. you know that's what is meaningful yeah. and i think that that's what separates People who try to network online and when you get into a face-to-face type of a situation, things are much more meaningful. And I think that we need a balance of social media. We need a balance of networking that we are doing from our desks. But there's nothing that beats the relationships that you build with people within your community who that you see every day and you are checking in with on a regular basis. Right. The other thing I will say, I didn't share this with you, but I actually chartered the Rotary in North Minneapolis. The Rotary, in Rotary, our motto is service above self. And so we do a lot of service work out there. And so that actually took a lot of connection and working and networking and pulling things together and, and solving problems for people. And I think that's the other, that's another good way to connect and build relationships. If you're a person that can solve problems, people love a problem solver. Yeah. And they'll say, I, I, you know, I don't know, but I know somebody who knows somebody who may know somebody who can solve a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So but I do want to talk about some of your work in the diversity space. Okay. And, and any thoughts for people that are wanting to increase the diversity in their network? Well, the first thing that I would say is do a self-check and be really honest with yourself. Do you really want to increase the diversity? And if you do the work that you need to do to be able to recognize the value of diversity, because sometimes what happens is in this world of diversity, it's, it's a lingo. Yep. You know, and, and so it's something that I, it's, it's something that I have to do. If you think you have to do it, you're not ready to do it. And just like one of the things that Lori said or, or earlier, it needs to be very organic and it can only be organic if you're really ready to do it. And if you're ready to do it, you know, you, you, you learn what you need to learn. Uh, and one of the biggest things is, is put yourself in places that may, you may be uncomfortable. 
put yourself in places that are not your familiar. Um, and then experience, and it could be a lot of different ways. A lot of, go to different cultural events. Put yourself into opportunities to work on projects that are maybe outside of your, your wheelhouse. Right. Yes, get out of your comfort zone. And then from there, you, you learn and you, and you begin to value the, other, the, the perspectives of other people. And then also challenge your own perspective. And, that, and that's for everybody. That's for me too. Challenge my own perspective on things. I, you know, I, I put myself in all kind of different uh, places that I, I have no clue what I'm doing here, but we're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I've, and I've learned so much about just people, yes. you know, and that's what I do. I, I look at people as people and I learn so much about people and I learn the uniqueness and the qualities and the skills that people bring. And so to me, diversity is an intentional act. It's not a requirement. And when it becomes an intentional act, it becomes organic in what you do and you begin to see it in your life. You begin to see it in your life. You know, one of the things that Stephen Covey is huge at saying, and seek first to understand, then be understood. I want you to understand me. I want you to see me. I want you to know right. me. You know, let me hear you. And I may not, just because I understand you doesn't mean I agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. And I may not be able to come from that exact place, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? And then as you get it, then you also learn how to get other things and make other things happen. Right. And one of the things I think is we just get so stuck in what we're used to. You know, I talk to a lot of people when they come into my business and look for workspaces and they might be coming from another state, another country, some other place. We have so many of the routines in our life that we don't want to break away from, whether it's our friends or where we grew up or whatever it was we did that it's hard to break into a situation. And maybe we all need to look and say, what can we help do to help others feel more comfortable? Because a quick high at the office, a quick let's have a cup of coffee, and then we go home, we're not letting that love fill out into the community members that are around. And I think that- yes, Well, that's yes. really good. It's really good advice though on the um, self-awareness and to be intentional. And to sort of know when you're ready to build a diverse network. And I think sort of the time is now um, for people that are listening. Because having a network, in my mind, is go-to resource as well as a representation of, you know, everybody wins. Everybody's successful. That's in my network. And find you a coach. Find you a coach or find you a, a, a good friend, maybe from another diverse culture that will be honest with you, but also love you in your mess. Yes. First step is just do it. Find a group and go out and experiment. Take along a friend. It's always a good thing too, but get out there and do it. The first step is the step out the door. And and be your authentic self. Be who you are so that you can attract what attracts you. You know what I'm saying? You could use, you know, you, you won't sound. Excellent right. summary. With, with that, it's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here, Lori and Natalie. Just awesome to have you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.